0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. I'm Steve Wiseman, the Duke B writer for the Raleigh News and Observer, joined by the landlord, Sheldon Williams. Sheldon, how are you today? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. How are you doing? I'm good. We've got a couple of uh, games to talk about this week. Obviously, the uh, the the loss to Kansas at the Champions Classic Tuesday night is the big one. Uh, earlier in the week, or last Friday, uh, Duke did beat uh, South Carolina Upstate pretty handily in that game. So, uh, as expected, but uh, the Kansas games we'll break down a lot today and see, you know, kind of where the team is three games in, um, uh, two and one, first three games under John Shire. Uh, really, the you know the first test was Kansas. We knew it was coming. Um, they didn't shoot the ball very well from from perimeter. Uh, that's been kind of a the theme a little bit so far this uh, this pre, uh, first three games anyway. But uh, Sheldon, you know, what, what were some of your takeaways from that game?
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, we uh, said this before about the uh, the measuring stick. You know, I was all for seeing how we're going to be coming out the gates. You know, it's going to be a great game to um, be you know measure ourselves, especially our young guys and everything uh, with our squad. I knew, I was like, because we said this in the last episode as well, like, you know, I would just wish we had a consistent shooter, um, because it's still early and somebody can still, you know, step up and everything, but we need that consistent shooter. But the Kansas game was a, no joke, 90s brawl, <laughs> you know, yeah. physical overall game, like the referees were letting a lot of stuff go and, you know, as a big I like that, um, because, you know, it's more physical and everything and then, um, you know, flip. I was very impressed with flip, You know, um, this is now where a four straight game where a double double. You know,
1: yeah, three, yeah,
0: two, three. Uh, you know, most by you know a Duke freshman. You know, starting off with his you know Duke career and everything. So I was very impressed by him because you know he was able to hit a couple shots outside, but he was also able to kind of go against you know the smaller you know defenders and kind of use his body and you know create space and finish. Uh, what I did not like was the fact that he have two seven in the game and they got 13 blocks. and He only got two blocks, you know, like you know, the, the rim protection wasn't what I wanted to be. Obviously, you know, Lively has been able to uh, come back, but he's still missing his rhythm in his game legs, you know, him being yeah. off for about a month and everything. So I know that takes, you know, a factor into it. So I'm not going to speak too much against what I saw from his first you know real showing because he still has to have time to actually kind of bounce back with the things he needs to do to get back into the game rhythm and get back into his self-confidence you know to do that but to have you know two seven footers in the game and then had an alley i'm like no you gotta protect that rim no matter what's going on and everything so uh but you know other than that you know um they started the game kind of uh kind of slow mm-hmm. you know they jumped out on us and everything and then we kind of got into a groove, and we were able to be the, the aggressor. And all of a sudden, we started seeing that league and chop down, chopped down, and then all of a sudden, Proctor came out in the second half. I was like, okay, so this is the guy that everybody was talking about. Yeah. So, so we saw it for a little bit. He didn't maintain it. We saw it for a little bit of it. Um, so the, hopefully this next game will be his breakout game, because you, you kind of see it coming. And I'm hoping that that's the case. But Overall, I can't speak too much about it because I, I wanted this to be a measure stick for our guys so they know what to expect. Um, doesn't hurt it <laughs> any less, you know, especially when we had the game under control until um, Grady came down and hit like seven straight points to yeah. help them regain that lead late in the game. And then we could never really recover after that. So, But other than that, I mean, I don't really say too much about how, you know, down on – I'm not, I'm not down on our guys at all by any means. It just that uh, it was a great learning experience for us. You know, it'd been greater if we were able to learn while we won, but that's how it goes sometimes.
1: Yeah, that's always preferable. I know you, always, you learn lessons while you win, but sometimes, sometimes that's not possible. Sometimes you need to lose to experience it to to feel what it's like. And uh, um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, and this isn't. I keep I've told people this last twenty four hours here. This isn't football. This isn't like college football where if you lose a game like that. It sets you back. You have a hard time getting back into the playoff talk, all that kind of business. This is what college basketball is. It's, what, it's, it's good. It's one of the good parts of the game. You can challenge yourself early in the year. I mean, look at what Michigan State's doing, right? They they played Gonzaga last week, and and then uh, they played Kentucky and beat – they lost to Gonzaga but beat Kentucky, and they were unranked, and so now they're going to be ranked. So, I mean, that's kind of you, – you challenge yourself early. I, I love that about, about this sport. Um, as opposed to other sports, so um uh sports college football anyway, so uh that that's a good thing to keep in mind as Duke goes forward here um and I, real quick speaking of college football, I do want to mention um that our uh our podcast is sponsored by bet online uh basketball's back and football too college football playoffs coming down here. bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. you'll always find the latest odds team matchup info player news, and game trends at bet online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, golf, college sports, whatever you want, BetOnline has it. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure and use the promo code Believe. that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts. Sheldon you made some great points about what we saw um you know in the first game yeah the 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 discrepancy in block shots uh I know that that they're they want Lively and Filipowski to be better rim protectors uh I, I think that'll come a, a, as they get as they get going here. You know one thing I noticed about Lively as opposed to like last year's freshman, like Ben and Keels they were they were more physical when they arrived, right? I mean, it's going to take a little bit for him to get used to. He, he's 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 seven for one. He's he's right, very talented, right, right, but he's thin, right? Still thin, yeah, 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 yeah. He's so, yeah, like you said, he's not as uh, physically matured
0: as you know, the past players that we have, but you know that can come with time. Um, but yeah. you know that he's athletic. You know that he's able. He's capable because we see that's you know why he came to why he came to Duke. he's a very uh, defensive minded guy. So he yeah. he's able to have that in him you and know, in his game. I just hope that, uh, once he gets his confidence back up, you know, getting back on the court and trusting everything that it comes, you know, faster. Cause like I said, there's no way that we can have two seven footers and not be able to have more than two blocks while the other team who's undersized, you know, compared to us. Yeah. There's 13 blocks. I mean, I'm yeah. They're very athletic. Kansas. Yeah. But to have 13 to two blocks, I was like, that's, that was kind of a big, uh, a big tail for me and then also kind of stepping away we've got to take care of the ball I mean, yes I 18 turnovers like yes. we gotta take care of the ball like, that's something that we shot ourselves in the foot over and over again with that and i'm like no we have to be able to take care of the ball and i know jeremy has been the guy where he's been able to do that but it just seemed like you know i'm not sure if the nerds that there or whatever it was that to take care of the ball was not a priority for us for that game. And obviously, they turned our ball over as well because we have good defense, Mm -hmm. but they
1: capitalized on that especially late in the game, and that's why it kind of took in their favor. Especially late in the game, yeah. I think I I, had the stat that from the nine-minute mark on, uh, the next ten possessions, Duke didn't score on eight of them. They had eight of ten empty possessions, and four of those were ended by turnovers, uh, with it didn't even get a shot off. So I mean that that really is impossible to to close out a game that way. Um, and it's a young team, and we know they're going to you know learn from it. But that is certainly something that jumps out there that that because because Duke had done such a tremendous job, particularly in the um, early in the second half, their offense finally clicked. You're right, Proctor hit a couple of shots, Mitchell was scoring some, Filipowski was tremendous. I mean, um, he's really exceeded you know what i thought he was gonna do obviously i mean three straight double doubles nobody saw that coming at all i thought that's something like you expect from ben Carroll last year or lively he was healthy but right. good for kyle i mean good for him for showing you know i know coming into this year there was more like you know whitehead and lively are going to be the one and dones and we'll see about filipowski well he's showing right now he he might be ready to you know if he keeps this up he'll be he'll be gone after <laughs> <laughs> no, no joke i mean i'll talk to my dad he's like uh I know you said No, you know,
0: right here for these guys, but uh, Flip might be the one that's going. And I was like, hey, the way he's playing, as I mean, it's still early, but the way he's playing, I'm like, yeah, you, I can see it. I wasn't uh, uh expecting this great of a play from him from the get go. Right, it's been a great surprise. And like I said, you know, for him being uh, the the guy for us, especially late in the game where we need a basket, they throwing the ball down to him, and he's over
1: here flexing and screaming. Yeah, and like that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> But he got some character to him as well. <laughs> good for him. That's really good. So it's what the team needs for sure. So that's good. Um, and and I, you know, I thought early in the game, you know, you're right. I mean, it was like 17 to six at one point. Kansas was getting ready to blow them out, blow them off the court, you know, because Duke wasn't hitting anything. And really, you know, they 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 continued not to shoot very well. Uh, you know, throughout most of the game, except for that one stretch of the second half. But, but the defense kind of uh, bit down hard there and slowed that game down to where Duke got back within four and halftime. And I thought that was – they had played pretty poorly in the first half to be down four. Uh, they showed some grit there, so I thought that was a good trait to take away. Um, but overall, yes, the turnovers – and one thing we're talking about here, eight of those were offensive fouls. Eight of the, of the turnovers were offensive fouls. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm counting. I'm like, okay, charge,
0: charge, charge. Offensive push. You know, like it, it kept compiling. I'm like, I like the fact that they actually being aggressive. And I think even uh John Shire said at halftime he likes the fact that they're being aggressive and everything. But I don't think I've ever seen, especially a Duke game, that many offensive fouls. And I'm like, you know, in the first half, I think it was like eight alone. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I have never seen this before. But I like the fact that they're actually attacking the ball and attacking the goal. But I'm like, at some point, it has to change. And it seemed like, you know, things were kind of going against us. And then uh, apparently you know, eight of uh, those turnovers mm-hmm. were, hit. eight of the 18 turnovers were because of that. So I, right. I was fake being aggressive over not being aggressive any day. But still, at the end of the day, we still got to take care of the ball. and still to being smart enough to actually, you know, be the team that you know what we can't we can't afford to, to do a lot of mistakes because the way we are right now we don't have a lot of great shooters to kind of get us back in the game at any time that could change later down line but we have to take care of the ball at least give our ourselves
1: a chance yeah that's it i mean they, they can't kind of shoot their way out of it like there's past Duke teams have been able to do that uh and again it's early uh, right now dukes shooting in the first three games 41% as a team which isn't great at all uh, i know they want to get up to be closer you know the high 40s uh at least and i think the three point percentage is 28% as a team right now so that's two areas that that need to be uh, improved on for sure um i was looking at some stats here uh it looks like uh like jacob grandison you know is only He's only made 16% of his three pointers right now. That's somebody that we thought he was a 41% three point shooter at Illinois. Uh, it's probably there. I think you know again, uh, and maybe he'll find his stroke as it's going on. But so far, it hasn't been there. Uh, Roach is is actually shooting better than anybody else right now. He's 38.9% of his threes through the first three games, and so that's what we wanted to see from him. Although he was one out of five in the Kansas game, so kind of in the big game, you know, he didn't show up from that from that point of view. Uh, but, you know, Phil, again, Philipowski's doing some good things. Uh, Mark Mitchell has done more than we thought. Um, Lively, you know, he played 15 minutes against Upstate last week in his debut. Played 20 minutes against Kansas. So he's kind of – he's ramping up. You know, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if we see him move into the starting lineup uh, this week. Probably uh, uh, they play um, Delaware Friday night and then uh, Bellarmine on Monday uh, before they go to Portland. And so I think that's probably what uh, it, the direction they're going uh, when he can get up to 25, 30 minutes, maybe get him in the starting lineup. Um, so that'll, that'll, you know, his, his role will change some, which it should. He's going to be the best player on the team. That's the plan. Um, Whitehead. Let's talk about him for a minute. That's another guy. we talk talking about turnovers, perimeter scoring. Those are things that, that he's, he's, a, he's a ball handler. He's a perimeter scorer. Uh, he hopefully we'll be able to fill that role for Duke uh, when he comes back. And he finally, he, he was in uniform uh, for the Kansas game. He went through warmups. He didn't, he didn't play the play. They were not going to play him. He's not ready. He'd only gone through one day of contact practice before the Kansas game. So uh, they said they needed to get him more work in that, in that round before he can get clear to play in the game. But the fact that he was going through warmups in uniform, I know that had to feel good for him and it shows that he's getting a lot closer. Uh uh Shire said he didn't think that Whitehead would play against Delaware uh the next game here, but maybe going forward so maybe the Bellarmine game on Monday and then obviously in Portland after that when they play Oregon State and uh uh and, and those teams out there. So uh they're getting there, they're just not quite there yet and uh so it's you know, it's easy to panic after a loss like that. Um, and obviously, that's what we you know we do. We, we break down everything. I think there are some pieces there uh, still that can make this a really good team. But there are some concerns about the outside shooting, the turnovers. So um, uh, we'll we'll see how they kind of get forward, especially with, with Whitehead coming back eventually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh,
0: I mean, defense wise, I mean, we looked like we were on on pace to be a really good defensive team. Uh, unfortunately, uh, one of our better defenders didn't play much in the first half because of three fouls. Yeah. And when he came back, you know, it was a dunk fast for, him, for Mark Mitchell and everything. So he was actually, you know, being attacked attack the rim. I didn't know until before the game that, you know, him and Grady kind of played with each other. That's all a little picture of, uh, of them having their, the, the jerseys and everything like that. So yeah. I guess that was pretty cool to kind of have them kind of come full circle and, you know, play with each other at a, at the next level. So I'm, yeah, it's cool. That was pretty nice and everything. Um, but the fact that, you know, our defense um, has shown a lot of good things. It's, it's, it's there. Um, that's the thing. thing it's there. Um, we've got to have our offensive game kind of catch up to where our defense is doing. so we see the progression? Um, there's some things on the offensive end that we have seen, um, that is getting better. But like you said before, you know, the constant is we got to have, you know, somebody be the shooter for us and somebody be able to take care of the ball. So when Whitehead comes back, and Lively does, you know, get himself back in the system and, uh, especially with Whitehead in, uh, a Lively, I think it would be able to actually really kind of look at our team and see what kind of real potential this team can be. I mean, you already have, you know, Flip playing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Blake came in, uh, did some uh, good things on defense. You no, know, he's not a necessary score uh, like that, but he did some good things on, the uh, on end. and just have Grosh, you know, be our, our, our leader on his mm-hmm. team. And then if we can get, uh, Remsen, uh, you know, hit some shots and, uh, uh Proctor that hits more shots, you know, I every mean, you know, icing on the cake and everything. But as far as right now, it's still early in the in the season. Um I'm I'll I'm hoping that once the tournament in Portland comes in, mm-hmm. we we'll at least have a full team so we can actually see what the potential of this team and what it's capable of, what it could be capable of um uh, later down the line and throughout the season.
1: Yeah, it's like what we're talking about here, there's there's pieces. We can see the pieces there. Now it's a matter of if John Shire, again, it's the first time he's been a head coach, so see if he can kind of get it together here. Um, uh, so um, there's definitely some things to build on, but the, the, some little areas of concern to worry about too. One thing I want to get back to about the offensive fouls is, um, you know, there's always, you know, Coach K was tremendous at, you know, working the refs, stalking the sideline, all that. Um, there's a, there's a, um, an idea out there that, it's a new world now. Coach K's out on the sidelines. <laughs> and and uh, will the officials be more willing? I mean, that was the first big game Duke played, and the officials weren't shy about calling offensive fouls on Duke. Um, they even called Proctor for a flopping. Do remember, you remember that play? And the thing is,
0: one, I thought he did get hit. And then, two, I thought that he had landed on the guy's foot. And, you know, the shooter has to be able to land. And yeah. that's something that he, he wasn't able to do. Like, he shot, and I thought he kind of hit his hand. Uh, but I didn't think it necessarily was a flopping foul. Uh, but then again, it was a it was a play. I kind of tweeted about it. It was a play where uh, I think Wilson went to the basket, and he tripped over his own foot, and they called a foul against us, and they did a replay, and I'm like, who actually touched him? I'm like, I didn't see that. Like, I'm like am, I, am I tripping? Like, I didn't see <laughs> nobody. Um, Touching them, is, that's how basketball goes sometimes. You know, sometimes it breaks me a favor, sometimes it doesn't. But the fact that, you know, at the time, we were getting a lot of offensive fouls going against us, it seemed like things were kind of being done to us a little bit more. And I see, you know, John kind of trying to work the ref, you know, referees, it's a lot different than, you know, Coach K has like this this guy in his face, and he's over here yelling at somebody, whatever. So it's a little bit different, but, you know, John has to earn his stripes as well. So yeah. once that happens, I'm sure things will be a little bit different. But, uh, yeah, it, it, for a little bit, it did, I didn't want to say that, but it did seem like, oh, we're going to start kind of sticking
1: to Duke a little bit more
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, now mm-hmm. that Coach K is not there. Yeah, and those officials were guys that work at ACC games a lot. Roger Ayers is one of the best officials in the country. He's work, He works at ACC games all the time. He's a camera all the time and road games and all that. I know during one of the timeouts, um, Jeffrey Anderson, one of the officials, was sh- spent most of the time out talking to him like he was trying to like it was not long after the flopping technical i think he was trying to figure out like what happened on that because that's a new call in college basketball this year trying to figure out how that went but uh uh and the offensive fouls and duke i think had they did have six in the first half and only two in the second half so it did kind of start to you know even out a little bit maybe but uh but uh again that's again we talk about everything new that's what shot you. He's got to earn his stripes. He's got to figure out how to how to work them, how, to, how not to what to say, what not to say. That's just part of the process. And again, early in the season, something to keep an eye on for sure. Um, so yeah, um, so Duke's got again uh, two games this week. Uh, uh, they play uh, Delaware Friday night. Delaware's a pretty good team in, in the CAA. Bellarmine Monday night. They already beat Louisville. Of course, a lot of people have beat Louisville, so that's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: They they having a hard time right now. They yes, they are. I'm not sure who they played, but it was like um, the last second shot didn't count for them. App State. Um, App State. Yeah, yeah. Shot didn't count for them, so they having a having a tough time right now.
1: Yes, but anyway, so uh, yeah, so um, yeah, Bellarmine. But anyway, that's that's a team Bellarmine that you can't. You know, take lightly. I mean, they have be an ACC team on the road, so um, the Duke's got to be on on their game to play that one. And then next week, uh, the big tournament in Portland, which will be fun, followed by the uh, the uh, Big Ten game with uh, Ohio State uh, coming back to Cameron after being in Columbus last year when they beat Duke. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be a big, big. Yes, exactly. You were at that game. I was at that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was at that game and everything,
0: talking a lot of noise and everything. Then and all of a sudden. <laughs> second half they
1: kind of yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway oh that's good it's, it was it was a fun game um tell the ending for you but uh, um anyway so we'll be uh we'll be back on the believe a duke podcast next week to to break down those games and talk about everything so thanks to everybody for joining us again this week uh, uh thanks for everybody our regular listeners we really appreciate you all the subscribers um, again, uh, thanks to Bet Online for sponsoring uh, the Believe in Duke podcast. Um, that's it for this week. I'm Steve Wiseman from the Raleigh News and Observer. Sheldon, thanks a lot, and uh, we'll see everybody next week. Next week. Yes, sir.